So your head gets in the way of what your heart really needs to say. When you are writing from a sales perspective, you gotta, read, you gotta let your heart bleed all over that page and then go back and refine and make sure it flows well. What is up, Guava Girl? Welcome back to the Guava Girl podcast. Guava Girl, Guava Girl, Guava Girl squared. Um, or is it squared? No, that's two. What's three cubed? Guava Girl cubed? Is this joke going anywhere? I'm not very sure. But I am very excited about today's podcast episode because we have the million-dollar word stylist, Miss April Beverly, today on. She is such an incredible woman and an excellent five-star, world-renowned copywriter. Her sales copy has generated millions of dollars for her clients, and I'm actually one of them, by the way. Um, I like to outsource copy whenever I can. Um, I like to stay in my zone of genius and coaching clients, and I've had I've hired her um, for a few instances, and I absolutely love working with her. April is such an incredible woman. She's genuinely kind and is a master of her craft. And a question I get all the time is how, how can I get more people to press the buy button? How can I convey my messaging, Isabella, so it's connecting more to my audience? How can I write a sales page that is going to convert like crazy? Well, Miss April and I deep dive into sales copy strategy and how you can really get your audience to know you, to like you, and to trust you. And by the time you're listening to this podcast episode, I will be in a bikini eating floating breakfast in Bali. Um, it is my first vacation in a very, very long time. And it's also going to be a mastermind vacation at the end. I'm going to be doing a business mastermind there with Sabrina Philip. If you have not already heard the last episode where I interviewed Amanda and Sabrina, you need to go listen to it, but listen to this one first. And I will be in Bali. I, can I say that again? I'm me. I'm going to be in Bali. Like for real, if you asked me a year ago, if I was going to be in Bali, I would have probably shut the door in your face and be like, yeah, right. That's for, that's for successful people. I will never get there. And you know, here we are. So if it happened to me, it's going to happen to you too. Uh, likelihood chances. If you listen to the Guava Girl podcast, uh, you're pretty smart because there's so much value and you guys have been killing it in the ratings and reviews in the podcast app of your phone. So thank you so much. We are 108 five-star reviews for the Guava Girl podcast. It's a dream come true. Uh, and if you have not rated the Guava Girl podcast yet, please, please, sir, can I have some more five-star reviews? <laughs> I don't know. Those had a really bad accent. Um, anyways, give a girl what she wants, what she's asking for. That's all I ask. All I want is a review. I'll keep recording episodes, but please leave a girl five-star review for the podcast episodes. Um, I bring amazing guests um, for, for not you to just consume like my knowledge and content, but I love my network. I love everyone who comes on the Guava Girl podcast. If you want to be on the Guava Girl podcast, send me a really enticing pitch email because I get pitched all the time. Um, but let's just go ahead and dive in to the Guava Girl of the week. So this week's Guava Girl is Wellness with D, and she writes, real honest advice. I am literally obsessed. I started to listen to Guava Girl about a week ago, and I've already binge about four to five episodes. That's amazing, D. About the treasure chest and have already applied everything I've learned. Incredible. I love the real advice I hear now daily and absolutely love the Insta audit. Hey, 
that's what you're going to get right now, D. <laughs> Thank you for keeping it 100. Thank you for building confidence in me. Oh, yay. That's my favorite compliment ever. Whenever someone tells me like I make them feel more confident, it's just like, oh, it makes my heart glow. So thank you so much, D, for leaving a review on the Guava Girl podcast. Let's go ahead and rip apart your Instagram to shreds. So everyone who wants to she says, please audit my just recently improved Insta. So if everyone wants to go ahead and join with me to review um, her well, D's Instagram, her Instagram handle is wellness with D and D is spelled D-E-E. -E. Like Didi from Dexter's Lab. Didi, stay out of my laboratory. That's kind of the D. So let's go ahead and go wellness with D. Okay. All right, girl, keto coach, Diane. Okay, I love your profile. First impression, super clear. I love how keto coach is right above there. Fun fact, I actually did keto um, for a little bit and I lost like 30 pounds. Um, it was pretty impressive, but then I gained like 10 back and now I'm on intuitive eating. So please, no one, I don't want any messages, people trying to like convert me into something because I really like where I'm at right now. Okay, thanks. Bye. I'm in Bali in a bikini. Please don't make me feel bad about my body. Um, <laughs> but Diane keto coach, she says 30 pounds down. I help women achieve wellness by teaching about the keto lifestyle and fasting for weight loss. Really clear, really actionable. Um, I like how you have a, a CTA to your ebook. That's great. Um, I think your profile picture can be a little bit more centered to you um, and have more eye contact to breed more connection. But other than that, I think your profile at first glance is really great. You have a good mix of quote cards, good mix of before and afters, um, good mix of you standing in your power and being confident. Your highlights are on point. Let me go ahead and sift through your stories a little bit. Oh, it's your grandma's birthday. That's so cute. She looks great. Oh, really great. You have really great client testimonials. You go, Diane. I'm proud of you. Um, and really, really empowering content. I think you are one of the 10 out of 10s. The, the audits have been really great lately. I haven't really gotten a dud. Um, you can go back and listen to some other episodes where I review Instagram audits for the Guava Girl of the Week. Um, but D, if you want to see what a good Instagram profile looks like, go ahead and check out Wellness with D. Um, I think your content has improved. I'm just like scrolling back. It's improved so much. It's getting more on point, um, more clear. The before and afters are great. Maybe include more lifestyle content. It's a lot of like you posing. I'd like to kind of see you in your natural element, maybe working from home. Um, I love the pictures with your kids. You look beautiful. But overall, really great profile, D. I'm excited for you to listen to this podcast episode again with Miss April Beverly. And um, I have a special announcement. We will get into that in just a second. Okay, so the Rocket Launcher Lab, which is my new course and coaching program hybrid, is going to be launching super soon to my audience. And if you are not on the wait list yet, I highly, highly suggest that you go to my Instagram profile and sign up for the wait list. When you sign up for the wait list, you'll get first dibs to join the program. 100% of all of my launches have filled up. And this is going to be, this program is going to be just the same. So I want you to be able to secure your spot. If you join the waitlist, you'll also be able to save on tuition for the program, $200, and get a bonus group intimate coaching call with me for all the girls who sign up early. Um, we already have a bunch of people on the waitlist, so be sure to go to my profile on Instagram to join the Rocket Launcher Lab waitlist. The Rocket Launcher Lab is a six-week group coaching program 
where I'm going to be teaching you how to launch sophisticated, planned launches that are going to inject a bunch of cash into your business so you can have more freedom, spend more time with your kids, you can outsource and stay in your zone of genius. Maybe you want to hire Beverly with all the new money you're going to have. Um, but go ahead and join the waitlist for the Rocket Launcher Lab. I am so excited for this program. I poured my heart and soul into this content. We did, like, you guys should see the curriculum in the Google Doc. It's like 50 pages long of pure curriculum, original content, and I literally brain dumped my exact six-figure methodology of how to have a sophisticated launch strategy. If you've never launched before, or you're scared of launching, or you've kind of launched, but it's been messy, and you just want to have a larger ROI with all the time you put into your launches, this program is for you. So go ahead and go to my Instagram profile. It's the Rocket Launcher Lab waitlist. Um, you could also visit www.isabellasilverio.com slash rocket launcher to join and have a great day. I'm going to be getting a tan in Bali and that's it. All right. Bye. See you in the episode. Hi there. My name is Isabella Silverio, entrepreneur, feminist, dog mom, and founder of Guava Empowerment. And this is a Guava Girl podcast where we empower women to think entrepreneurially and creatively so they may lead the extraordinary life they never thought possible. I am so thrilled that you found my podcast and I cannot express how thankful I am that you're here. So welcome to the Guava Girl podcast. I started my company from a janitor's closet of a tiny apartment to help women like you unlock their potential of creating the lifestyle and career of their dreams. Let me share with you this. Here you will find the good, the bad, and most importantly, the real inside look of what it's like to work for yourself and feel empowered by doing it. We talk about growing your following on social media, building a personal brand, and what it is like being a woman in startup culture. This is the Guava Girl Podcast, so let's get started. Hello, Miss April Beverly. It is so fabulous and fantastic and empowering to have you today on the Guava Girl Podcast. And I know that the women listening are probably at the edge of their seat just waiting for you to drop all of the knowledge bombs of how to get them to create a messaging, learn how to write so that way it increases their sales, both passive income and active income with their online coaching businesses. But first, before we dive really into that, please tell us a little bit more about your story, where you started and and what made you so passionate about writing and, and just go take us through the journey of where you started and how you are and where you are today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. First and foremost, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love you, Isabella. So thank you. It was such an honor to be here with you today. And I'm excited about, you know, sharing my story with your listeners. So I literally started writing before I could read, if that makes any sense. So I started with crossword puzzles and kind of just being a storyteller. I was about four. And I always tell folks, I started with that purple crayon, like just writing notes to my my mom and writing notes to my family. And writing really became a passion for me because it was a way for me to escape, if you will. I didn't grow up in the best of households. Um, you know, we had some some domestic violence issues there, so it was it was my way of kind of just losing myself inside of a story. And that passion continued on through college. Um, my mom had watched way too many episodes of The Cosby Show, and she just knew I was going to be a lawyer. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> so I secretly, <laughs> I secretly enrolled in journalism school. And it was, I think, my yeah, it was my second year of college. So I was a sophomore when I finally told her, like. 
I'm not going to law school. I'm going to be a journalist. And so I went down that path and then I really found my way in public relations sales writing after college came about. So that's how we did this. And then to start the business, that came about because when I had my son, I had been in marketing communications management the full time. And when I started, when I had my son, I was like, I don't want to ask another adult if I can spend time with my kids. So that was the end of my corporate experience. Oh my gosh. Wow. That was a big, not just a little nutshell, but a big nutshell. I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. So you enrolled secretly into the journalism school. Um, I'm sure your mom was a little bit sticker shock, not sticker shock because that's about pricing and we can talk about that later. But what was her reaction when you kind of had to tell her like, yeah, this lawyer thing isn't happening and I'm going to go become a writer and, and, and be in journalism. (laughs) So it was really, it was a funny conversation because I kind of strung her along like the full time. Like she paid for me to take the LSAT. No (laughs) way. You made it all the way up to the LSAT? Let me finish, girl. (laughs) So she paid for me to take the LSAT. And before I left, like you, you have the option of having the test scored or not. And I was like, don't even have it scored because if she sees that I scored high on it, she's going to try to force me to go to law school and I'm not doing it. She was so pissed at me, Isabella. Like, seriously, she was just done with me. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate. I had to to declare my independence. So once she kind of got over it and realized that because of my passion that I could have like a very a successful career as a writer, then she, you know, she started to come along to the other side. Yeah, which is all what mothers I feel want. They just want to make sure that their daughters have a secure job and income, Mm -hmm. sustainability. Um, Oops, sorry, there's an Amazon package just being dropped off and we'll just... We'll just let that happen. Uh, my dog is always barking whenever the mailman comes by. But it's it's crazy to me how, I, I mean, I remember I was driving in my car and I was on this, it was beginning the exponential growth in my business. And I was like, just graduated college mm-hmm. um, and undergrad. And I was tentative to start graduate school and start my and enroll in like business school um get my master's right in about two weeks and I just called my mom and I told her hey I I can't do it my business is kind of doing well now I gotta Mm -hmm. I gotta chase this dream and I gotta I gotta like stick with and I have to show up for it but what I remember that came up for me in that moment before I I told her I I came out to her as a full-time entrepreneur was questioning, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes to really make this a six-figure, multiple six-figure business? So when it came to your writing, when was the moment that you realized, like, I can do this and I can really turn my passion into profit? What were those signs? Um, It was, well, for one, I had about 10 years of corporate experience before I decided to, you know, go out and branch out on my own. And so when I, when I made that mental decision and my husband was fully on, on board for that. So that helped a lot. Like he was like motivating me, like, girl, you got this, you can do this. So, you know, that, that kind of gave me that initial spark of confidence, but I really didn't feel like this is it until I landed. Like my first client, like my first real, real contract client. It was for five figures, like 20, 20 K. Wow. And it was for a law firm that had never met me. We had never had like a face-to-face meeting. We just had, you know, a call over the phone and I told them about my previous experience in legal marketing. 
and they hired me. And they were, they, they were like, a, they were in California. I was in Ohio at the time. So that kind of really sealed the deal for me. Like, damn, I can do this. Like, yeah. so that's, that, that, that was kind of it for me. Just making, getting that very first client. Mm, and what did you, so when that came to that first client and now the mm -hmm. clients that you work with now, what is it that you do? Can you share with us like copywriting the art of making sales through words and messaging and, and share us some success stories and share us like what the people can expect if they want to work with you or, or up level their messaging? Absolutely. So copywriting is the art of having a converse, of having a sales conversation in writing. So basically what you are doing is you are taking your everyday language and you're turning it into the written word to promote and market your, your products and services. Um, what people can expect from me is personality infused content. Like I'm, I'm very big on making sure that who I work with, that their personality shines through in their content because that's how you relate to your audience like we are we are in an age right now where you know back back in the day you know the whole sales process was the yellow highlighters and all that crazy stuff kind of very aggressive and and somewhat deceptive in in getting people to as i like to say smack that buy button but now that we are more social in an online space and just you know feeling like we're more engaged with people's backgrounds and their behind the scenes Folks want to see that they can relate to you on a human level first before they even can think about investing in your products and services. So that's the type of content that you need to be able to write. And that's the type of content that I help my, my clients write. My clients, um, so far last year, we made over $20 million for them um, from writing uh, pitch proposals, sales pages email marketing, social media posts, and that's what we specialize in, making sure that your content sings in a, in, in a way that propels people to whip out those credit cards and smack the buy button and invest in you, not just one time, but over and over again. So you're building a tribe of loyal customers. Mm, so I, I love how you talked about how with social media now, we see more of the behind the scenes. We see people's intentions and their personality more than ever before. Before you can hide behind a logo, you mm -hmm. maybe, maybe just a profile on a LinkedIn website. And now we are always on video and we are creating podcasts and just so much content. Do you, I want to ask you what comes up for you when I say, your audience has to know you, like you, and trust you before they can buy from you. What are your thoughts from that statement? That is the honest to God truth. Like no lies detected in that statement at all. And it's, and it's just because, like I said before, people are showing themselves more and more. And so, and, and marketers say this a lot people buy from other people. Some folks get it wrong and say people buy people. <laughs> like, no, that sounds really weird. Not anymore. <laughs> that was, not anymore. <laughs> Some places, people, unfortunately. Right. People buy from other people. And so we can no longer, businesses can no longer hide behind the brick and mortar of what they do. They can no longer have these incredible websites that, that say all these corporate type things and never show their faces. We want to see the human behind the business to make sure that that individual has the personality, the integrity, the ethics, mm. deserving of our hard-earned dollars. Mm. What comes up, what happens whenever you see someone, whether they're interested in working with you or not, and you see them showing up as 
not an integrity, not authentic. What are those indicators? What does that look like from, from a cold user when you see someone who's trying to sell something, push products on you, and you just look at it, you eye roll, what does that really look like? And, and what is, because I'm sure there's people unintentionally making those mistakes when it comes mm-hmm. to Instagram or Facebook or social media. They're like, like we, you know, in the Guava Girl podcast, we tell them promote your offers, like invite people. Like you have to, you have to talk about your offers if you want to make sales, but it's such a balance between personality value-based content and being an in integrity. Um, so what does not being integrity look like and how can you make that switch? Yeah, so I really don't think, and and this is just my personal experience with the people who come to me, is I really don't think people are doing it intentionally. It just is the quote-unquote safer way for them to sell because maybe they're, one, not really confident in showing up as, as who they are, or maybe they're just not really confident in their messaging. And I just actually had a conversation with someone earlier today before we hopped on our podcast. And she was, uh, oh my gosh, she was so heart-centered. She was very soulful. She was very like um, in tune to her struggles and what her audience was going through. But none of those things came through on her website. And it was because she came from a very corporate background. She actually, um, she was a practicing lawyer. So she came from a very corporate background where she spoke in a very formal or I'm sorry, she writes in a very formal manner. But when we got on the phone, it was it was not that at all. And what she explained to me was that she's she was she was fearful of showing herself in a in a written form because she didn't know that she I mean, it's weird to say, like, she didn't understand she has permission to show up like that, being who she is and the types of things that she's selling. So I really don't think that people do it intentionally, but what comes from the buyer side is that we see it as being deceptive. We see it as being hiding behind the shadows. Like, you want me to tell you all my business, but you don't want to tell me none of yours. (laughs) Like, and and that's not how we invest. (laughs) Yeah, that's not how we invest. And I love how you brought in that example. I see a lot of Instagram captions and websites and I'm just like, where is the personality? And it really Mm -hmm. is stemming from this fear. And it's, it's so interesting, especially in the online service provider industry that, you know, we're the business, we're the face of the business. And because we have this association of I'm this brand and there's a price tag next to it and you Google my name and, and you know, your name can be tarnished at any moment, which is, I think, not a fear people really recognize, but I think it's, it's the underlying root of what if I'm not good enough and then everyone knows it. So mm-hmm. when it comes to that, what, how do you turn a black and white copy, black and white captions, black and white sales page website into something colorful and unique that screams April Beverly, that screams Isabella Guava? Because I know you, we work together, people listening. Um, So what was the process like to really get that brand association and put it into words? So for someone who's writing their own copy, let's let's start there. So for someone who's who's writing their own copy, um, one of the tips that I share with my, my, my coaching clients is to, if you are having sales calls, go back and listen to one because there's nothing like 
and on the spot delivery of all your benefits and value and your glory, then that right there, like that passion that you have in that very moment where you are connecting from, from a heart to heart with that person on the other end of the phone who's saying they're struggling and they're frustrated with XYZ and you're not even thinking about it. You're just like, boom, 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 boom. Here's how I can serve you. That's that piece that needs to go on the sales page. But what typically happens is you go from that to being in your head while you're writing to, oh my God, that doesn't make me sound smart enough. Oh my God, I can't use that word. They may think I'm too like not professional or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so your head gets in the way of what your heart really needs to say. When you are writing from a sales perspective, you got to you gotta let your heart bleed all over that page and then go back and refine and make sure it flows well. Mm. So that's, that's the first piece of advice. Yeah. Okay. And then the second. And I'm then like, I'm like more. I'm like, <laughs> you're like more. I need more. <laughs> more. That was so good. <laughs> and yeah. so after, and so after you allow your heart to bleed on the page, then you have to go back and say, okay, am I addressing? Am I fully addressing? Am I fully living inside the head of the person who's reading this page? Am I speaking to not the frustrations that I think they're going through? Am I speaking to the frustrations that they've already communicated to me that they're going through? So even if you've never had a sales call, if you, if this is your very first time and you haven't had any clients, you still have to be in tune to the frustrations and the pain that your audience is experiencing. And so some folks will say to me, I'll say, well, it seems redundant to repeat their pain back to them. And I want, and, and, and I don't want them to feel like, you know, like I'm trying to dig the knife deeper, but no, that's not what you're doing. Like you're basically on the phone with, with your good girlfriend or your good bestie and you are letting them know, like, girl, I got you. I can relate to what you're saying. I understand. And so when it's in writing, you have to kick that back to them so they know you understand and can relate to what they're going through. Mm, my God, that's so powerful. Do you feel that oftentimes, what's the difference between like, the knife twisting, stabbing, like getting those really hard hitting pain points versus, hey, let me show you the problems you have. Because I feel like you do have to be a little bit, not aggressive is the right word, but you do have to be very certain like, hey, this is an issue that you aren't acknowledging. I have to keep repeating mm -hmm. it to you so that way we can finally like move forward if, if on either on the sales call and the sales page because um, I can write some really knife twisting pain points, but I know that's not always the most like empowering thing. We never want to disempower our potential client or customer. So what's the difference between a pain point like that where it's knife twisting and almost being hurtful versus an empowering enlightenment of their given situation. So what I always like to tell clients is we don't want to send people into a deep, dark depression, right? And so what I mean by that is let's say you have three key points that you know are the core reasons why your audience is experiencing what they're going through right now. And you have the solution to those pain points. So you address those pain points, right? But let's say that those are the, are the top three out of seven. We don't need to share all seven because those are the three that want to make them smack the vibe button or make that decision to invest or hop on a call with you. 
So that's that's what I mean by when, when I say don't send them swirling into a deep, dark depression. We don't have to share all the painful stuff. So, so as I read in the crazy, like, oh, my God, I'm going through that. Oh, my God, I'm going through that. Oh, my God, I'm going through that, too. And then they get to the point where they're like, oh, I'm going through so much crap. I don't even feel like I can turn it around. Like, I need a therapist. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I'm done reading this page. I'm going to give me some ice cream, sit on the couch, and just waddle in everything that I'm going through. So we, so we want to make sure that we catch them before they get to that point of feeling like they cannot come out of it. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I feel like sometimes I look at a sales page and it's like 30 pain points. I'm like, this is a Bible verse of hatred and scrutiny. Right. Let's, let's, let's yeah. lighten it up a little bit. Or you can just reverse them and create like promise points, which are a little bit more exactly. positive. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know a couple exercises. So to the girl who's listening, to the guava girl who's listening, who's like, okay, April, like I get it to put my personality in there, but I don't even know how to do that. Or I try, but it's still not working. It's still not sticking. What advice, what some activities can she do? I have one, I have a suggestion that I'll, that I'll share, um, but I want to hear yours first. Um, what activities can they do to really start bringing out, manifesting that personality onto copy, um, especially when they feel like they've already been trying so hard? Okay. So one of my, and and I alluded to a little bit earlier. So one of my suggestions is to record your sales call and write out the words that you say, like, don't just listen back to it, write out the words that you say, and then go back. I actually do this with, with my son when, when I need him to understand the key points of a narrative. So, and go back and highlight some of the highlight the pain that you're that you're that the person on the, on the other end of the call expressed to you exactly as they said it go back and highlight those pain words and then go back and highlight the words and and solutions that you share with them because here's here's the big secret like if you are struggling with writing your your sales page that piece of it really you should not have to write too much of that from scratch it should already be from your audience sharing their specific pain points. So you're literally just putting those same words back to them. And then you're coming back with the solutions that you already know are going to address those. So that's going to craft out pretty much the whole first portion of your sales page. And then from there, you have to just focus on the benefits and not like listening out. Oh, I'm going to give you 36 PDFs and all this crazy <laughs> stuff. I'm going to make sure that you're tying it to an actual benefit. Yeah. I love but, that. Yeah. So that's, that that's one of my biggest examples is because a lot of folks are not comfortable yet enough with their voice and how they communicate their solutions to put them on the page in that personality infused manner. So that's the biggest advice that I give. What's yours? I can't wait to hear yours. Oh, so I have two. I actually came up with okay. another one out as I was, um, as, I, as you were talking and I was like, oh shit, I, I've done that too. But one recording, I've recorded sales calls before. I recorded mm-hmm. on photo booth. I'm like, I record sales calls and I share it with my clients. Like, Hey, this is how you close a $500 sale in 10 minutes. Like, here you go. Um, and I've recorded all of my isms. So basically you want to know all of your isms. What are things that you always say? Um, like mm-hmm. you always say, smack the buy button. I can't for the life of me figure out what I say. I say so many things, but one thing I would recommend that you do is ask your friends, ask your boyfriend to impersonate you and see what comes out. Oh, I love that right? Ask them to impersonate you. And and then you'll see like your brand voice, because that's really where it stems from is you want to know how are you showing up on social media and video? 
your captions and you want to amplify that. You want to amplify your brand voice as much as possible. And then the second activity that I really like is whenever um, a client asks me to review their sales page copy or look over their market research or pain points, whatever, I like to think, uh, I like to give them this, um, this teaching and it's called adding a that you at the end of each pain point. So that like that you you so mm-hmm. are you struggling to launch your coaching program question mark that's a really dry and and not okay yeah i'm struggling so what whatever that's a really dry and and shallow pain point if you add a that you at the end of that and you put in a real life example that's where the real magic happens so it's are you struggling to launch your coaching program that you have a kitchen floor breakdown six times a week and only a jar of Ben and Jerry's can, can fix your, your emotional problem, you know? So adding like a, that you at the end, at the tail end and bringing in a real life example will create a vivid imagery of, and your ideal client be like, fuck, I, I do do that. Wow. She's in my head. How does she know that I had a kitchen floor breakdown the other day? (laughs) Does that make sense? I love that. I love that. And it's so funny that you even gave that example because I teach the same thing from the benefits perspective. You connect the feature and a benefit by adding so you can. So whatever the feature is. Yeah. So it's like I'm giving you whatever two uh, one-on-one training so you can blah, 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 blah. And it's right. kind of like the flip and reverse of that. So that is awesome. Yeah. And the other funny thing is that on social media, just yesterday, was yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, I asked my audience to drop some phrases that they hear me say all the time. So that's the one with your boyfriend impersonating. That's so funny. And oh they came God. up with the funniest shit ever. I was dying. What was some of them? <laughs> some of them were obviously smack the bye button because I say that all the time. All the time. And then another one was like, um, what did I say? I'm, I'm not about that life. So everything is like, oh, I'm not oh. about that driving life. I'm not about that whatever life. And I was like, I didn't even realize that some of that stuff I say so much that they can literally repeat it. It's I so love funny. how sassy I love how sassy you are. And April, you <laughs> are one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. Um, seriously, like, and I wish Thank your you. content popped up more in my feed more because sometimes I have to like go and look at your feed to be like, I need my April fix. So everyone should definitely follow <laughs> April. But I want to, I want to go ahead because you you have amazing quotes on your feed. And I want to go ahead and read you some of the things that you posted about. Oh, and my phone just died. Okay, one moment, please. I'll just pull it up on my computer. But I want to kind of read some of the things that you wrote back to you and, and expand on, on, your, on your copy or on your, on your quote. So the first one that I want to ask you is, there's no storm, no opinions, no haters, no side eyes, and no fear that's going to stop me from winning. So please tell me what, like what, what happened that made you want to write that and, and who is that message really for? Girl, it was an entire mood that day. <laughs> but basically, you know, I have been, it's, 
it's so easy and it's so easy for us as as women to get like thrown off of our game like i can wake up and be like oh such and such just pissed me off today i gotta take a break like i can't even write because i can't even focus and then i have to like bring myself back like no forget that you girl you better get your motivational music and get it popping over here so that's just me just reminding myself and it's so funny because some of my most personal things that i share on on instagram like no like, I don't share, like, the full details, but you see, I just give, like, sound bites. They're the same things that my audience are, are thinking, but just don't know how to articulate. So that's kind of how I bring my audience into me, is by sharing these, these, these thoughts that we have every single day, these self-limiting beliefs, these fears, and these things that we have to stand up and say, nope, I'm not going to let those things you know, take over what I have going on. And I just share those because I know that other people are experiencing them too. So that one was, that day it was an entire mood that I just needed some empowerment. I was like, I bet somebody else need to hear this today too. Yeah, I love, that's something I feel we are on the same vibration on is we both value a supreme bounce back, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to get frustrated, but yeah. like get back on the horse. There's money to be made out there. There's clients to serve. There's happiness to be had. Life is too short and, and business is moving too fast to be dwelling on a contract falling through, on a follower being lost. I mean, whatever. Yes. I had someone DM me today saying like, I lost. 50 followers this morning like what do I do I'm like nothing like go go do something that's gonna get you 500 more followers you know what I mean exactly do not do not dwell on the past um something else that I love what you said is when you release the bullshit from your life blessings will undoubtedly bubble up which I I love that that verb bubble up do you want to expand on that a little bit yeah, so I was going through some things where um, I had a, let me kind of phrase this. I had a very dear friend that we kind of just have grown apart. And the whole thing just kind of bubbled up over the weekend. And it was a lot of BS that had been going on for weeks upon weeks. And I was just like, you know what? I have to release this. I have to release this because it's seeping into other areas of my life. Like I can't, like I'm not focusing on doing what I need to do because I'm constantly talking about this. I'm constantly thinking about this. I'm constantly bringing this back up. Like literally. And, and when I let that go, Isabel, like it's, it's no lie. Like Monday morning, the shit was popping over here. It was like, I just really needed to clear my head and let that thing go. Stop talking about that thing so I can open up my, open up myself and, and my mind and my heart to the new blessings that were trying to come away. But he like, man, you got to let that go first before I can, you know, bring this over to you. So it was just so, um, it was such a relief. And I, and I had to share that because I was in that moment where it was just almost surreal of as soon as I let that go, here you go, boom. And that was like blessings from a health perspective. I'm looking, you see all this glow right here. I didn't lost 11 pounds. You lost 11 pounds since you let that friend go or you lost like 150 because she's like, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just that it was it was business things that that had came to fruition. So it was it's it's been an awesome week. Mm, that's great. I'm so glad to hear that it's you kind Thank of you. are stepping into more of a light. Especially it's it's hard to to yeah. 
it, whenever I've had to kind of end a friendship, I always question it for a really long time. I'm like, is this just me? Am I just being a bitch? Or are they just, mm-hmm. you know, not for me anymore? Am I projecting? Like, I'm so in my head because the last thing I want to do is is cut people off or yeah. or be, you know, you always want to be careful with your friendships because you, we're genuine and, and we, we're heart-centered people, entrepreneurs. Right. And I love how you said that it was seeping into your business. And something that we teach here in the Guava Girl podcast is a work-life blend and not a work-life balance. And work-life balance is just, to me, when I, when I hear that phrase all the time being thrown around, it's very unrealistic because as if, if you're going to go to the movies with your husband or you're going to go out on a girl's night, you're always kind of on your business is always on your mind, yeah, right? Your phone true. is is a little bit of an extension of you. If you get an email that is exciting, you're going to open it up and and you don't have to I don't really feel guilty about being on my phone and in public spaces if I'm with friends, but I do definitely limit that. Do you mm-hmm. practice a work-life blend in your business and and what does that really look like? Yes, I definitely practice a work-life blend in my business and I literally I didn't when when I first started and it's just because I was I'm so passionate about doing it like it doesn't feel like work to me right but to my husband and my kid it's definitely work and right. girl he came in my office when I first started and he sat me down like Mm-mm, you gonna end up with you and your business by yourself <laughs> it was like to that point because I would literally get up like myself in the office all day long and then so that conversation kind of flipped it for me and told me that I needed to test some boundaries. So what, so what my work life blend looks like is that I'm on Monday through Thursday, a couple hours, Friday morning, and I'm off. Like I'm on weekend time. I'm at basketball and swimming and all the other things that my son has going on where I'm doing date nights with the hubby. Um, and I'm just living my best life not without business. Now that doesn't mean I don't take my phone because I'm literally like watching movies like, Oh my God, that's an awesome quote. I got to write that down. But you know, things like that, because I just, you know, everyday life kind of inspires me from a content perspective. But other than that, like I I don't take calls on Friday afternoons. Like there's no calls on Fridays. There's no calls on Mondays. There's no calls over the weekends. And, And I'm just like, and I'm okay with that. Like there's, there's, there's nobody who stays open 24 seven just because you can't meet with someone until eight o'clock. Like if, if you want these words, you got, listen, you better book you a lunch appointment because <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> I, I love, I love those boundaries. I try to set the same ones for me, like only calls Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, Fridays, mm-hmm. I like to take half days and weekends are for me. Whenever I get someone who asks me something on the weekend, I, I take like personal offense to it now. I'm like, don't you, don't you appreciate my Monday through Friday work ethic? And it's just not enough for you. <laughs> like I just, I lose my shit. Um, but that's on me. Right. And, and it's important to know like nothing in business is an emergency, especially, and that might like, some people may have just been like, what? <laughs> I'm in an emergency right now. Um, but in, as a matter of fact, you've been able to, you've been able to build your business to this point And, and nothing, nothing crumbled down. If you didn't get to it within 24 hours, nothing, no pillars were like knocked down because you didn't drop what you were doing and, and go fix that, attend to that fire. Um, and, and I really love that. And I really like how you opened up. So thank you about that, April. Thank you. I have, I have one more very, very important 
April Beverly quote. And again, you guys need to like get April every single day. So be, be sure to follow her. Um, and it goes back to selling on Instagram, selling on social media, um, promoting your services. And you said on Twitter, if you're afraid to promote your products and services, I'm afraid to spend my money on them. Can you please expand on this thought? Because it's literally law like it's it needs to be in a law book somewhere oh my god you can tell your mom you can tell your mom to <laughs> like I made a law but I'm not a lawyer that's hilarious that's a good one too I gotta run that oh my gosh so I during when I when I shared that I had uh I had a call with someone I think it was like a week or two prior and she was incredible, Isabella. Like she had told me about all these, all these wonderful things that her clients were doing. And so I went over to her Instagram and I'm like, mm, I don't see that over here. I went over to her website and I was like, mm, I don't see that over here. Like you're on the phone telling me how incredible you are, but in every place where you need to be promoting it, you're literally selling yourself short. Like mm. what the what? And so she just kind of explained to me, <laughs> right, like, what the what? And so she kind of just, like, explained to me, like, you know, these are the things that I'm doing, but I just don't feel like, how she put that? She's like, I just don't, I just don't feel comfortable selling it. And I was like, like, and, and, and I literally received that quote to her. I was like, look, I'm going to give it to you straight up and down. And, and I know that there's all these folks who are like, you know, um, don't be like, we have all these rules about selling, like the whole non-salesy method. To me, I'm like, listen, don't just check the sound bites on this whole non-salesy thing. You have to realize that non-salesy is a sales strategy. Like it, it does not mean don't sell. It means sell in a way where you're serving first, but keyword is you're still freaking selling. And so I just explained that to her, like you will not have a business. People will not buy from you if you are too afraid to tell them what you have available. Because if, because if you're scared, then I'm scared to give you my money. And that's, that's just the reality of it. Mm, I love that. It reminds me of like what I teach whenever I have a client who's like, I just feel like I'm pushing too much. I just feel like, is it too much promotion? I don't know. I'm like, well, you not promoting is robbing people of their future success and their future transformation because yeah. people need to be activated. People need to be like told what to do, what button to press, what form to fill out. You can't just be elusive and be, you know, check it out. Maybe work with me. I don't know. Like that's so fucking right. annoying, right? Like if you're dating <laughs> someone who, if you're dating a, a girl, I mean, women can be like this. Men can be like this too. Who's just like, I don't know if I like you. I don't know if I want to go out. I don't know if I, it's just annoying and it's not, it's not going anywhere. So please promote, please sell. Like what you said, the keyword is still sell, selling and, yeah. and give people the transformations that you're able to provide. Because like what you said with the client you're speaking to, her clients were doing amazing things. They were getting incredible results and more people should be um, invited to get those results as well if given the opportunity. Mm -hmm. well, Miss April Beverly, it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast. This is definitely one of the most value-driven podcast episodes we've had in a while. Is there anything else that you want to share with the Guava Girls listening? Where can they find you? What, if they want to work with you, how can they do that? And what last piece of advice do they have when it comes to 
crafting the perfect copy to maximize their sales. Yes. Thank you so much for the invite. This was one of the best podcast interviews I've had. And I've had a lot of them, so I love it. This was oh, so, so personal and just so laid back. Like I feel super like just relaxed. Yay. But yes. So my my I just I want to tell everyone on the podcast that to remember your words matter. And by saying that, I mean this, like never be afraid to be all of you, to be all of you when you are promoting your business, to be all of you when you are marketing your products and services, because you is what brings people in. Like there's a gazillion designers, there's a gazillion business coaches, but there's only one you. And if you're not communicating that in your copy, people will never know. People will never know. And they'll go to the person who they're connecting with. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's not about the products and services because there's a gazillion people they could be buying from. So you have to show them why you're the right one. Mm, that's so that's my final spiel on that. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram, Facebook, at B-A-A-B Writing. Um, we would love the opportunity to pour your personality on the page and get folks smacking more of your buy button. So come check us out at stylemywords.co. That's stylemywords.co. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, April Beverly. I don't know why I always feel the need. Beverly April, it's cool. Oh my, wait, is it? Oh no, no, no. Your name is April No, I'm just joking. I got like, I was like, holy, have I been addressing her? wrong um, <laughs> well thank you so much april beverly everyone you can find all of the links to everything april beverly has to offer on the podcast show notes on my website isabellasavario.com and yeah go please follow her and get some april beverly magic every day and be sure to let her know that you listen to this podcast and what you learn send her a dm and share this on your instagram stories and tag us we love it when you do Thank you, everyone, and have a beautiful, beautiful, empowering Guava Girl Day. Bye.